Welcome to another episode of Together We Can, the podcast where we explore topics of interest to support students and families. I'm your host, Wendy Johnson, superintendent of the amazing CUNA School District. After every podcast, we ask the guests for their ideas for future episodes. Recent guest, Becky Stewart, recommended a real safety concern for our teens and others, and that's teen driving behaviors. Today, we're joined by Tabitha Smith from the Idaho Department of Transportation, and Tabitha is going to talk to us about this important topic of teen driving. Welcome, Tabitha. Thank you so much for being here. Could you give us a little brief introduction of yourself and a little bit about your background and expertise in teen driving? Hi, I'm Tabitha Smith. I am with the Office of Highway Safety, which is a section in the Idaho Transportation Department. Um, and I'm the Teen Driver Safety Program Manager. So um, I do a lot of work with um, going out to schools and talking to teens about safe driving behaviors and statistics and crashes and whatnot. So that's where I've been doing this about four years now. So Fabulous. that's where my uh, background comes in. And you have your own... You've had your own teens and have your own teens, so yes. you actually practice what you share. I do indeed, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe it's because it's a really good fit for me, yeah. teen driver yes. safety, but I have an, an 18-year-old who um, we just you know finished a couple years ago yeah. um, going through the whole learning to drive and GDL um, signing off and everything. And then I have my son is turning 14 in January and fully intends to take driver's ed this yes. summer. We oh. will see. Um, but yeah, so I, I get to experience it while I'm teaching it too. Great. So. Thank you. Yeah. So a mom of kids and a person who knows a thing or two about teen driving, we're really glad to have you here today. Thank you so much. So I'm going to start just talking about you know, to help our parents and maybe some of the students that are listening and potentially even staff, like, you know, just in general, what are some education and resources that are available? So what are some key components of an effective driver's education program for teens from your perspective and training? And how can parents ensure their teens are enrolled in a quality program? Um, yeah, so driver's education in Idaho, there are um, multiple programs. There's public programs. There's also private programs. Um, the public programs adhere to uh, national standards um, and follow a very similar curriculum. The private ones, um, I would just ensure that if you're enrolling your, your child in a private program that you um, make sure that it has state of Idaho approval. Yeah. Um, that will make sure that uh, they are taught everything that's on the DMV driving tests, knowledge tests, and um, as as long as it's approved by the state of Idaho, public or private, I think it's definitely, it should be a, a really effective program in Idaho. Yeah. So how much supervised driving practice would you recommend for teens before they obtain their license? Mm -hmm. And part two of that is, and what are some effective ways for parents to structure and manage that practice. Okay. Um, so as far as what's required, um, after they do their in-class in instruction um, with the uh, driving instructor, yeah. then the parent needs to supervise them for six months mm -hmm. um, and 50 hours, um, 10 of which need to be at night. Yeah. Um, and so that would be the minimum. Yeah. But I think it probably varies from from child to child on on how well 
you feel as a parent that they are doing. Um, with my daughter a couple of years ago, uh, when she was getting her driver's license and we did the, the six months of permitted driving, I got to say the first week I was a little on edge. Yeah. A little, a little unnerved, a yeah. little nervous. Um, Pressing the, emerge- the, the pretend brake on your yeah. side of the car. <laughs> I was, yeah. was kind of wishing I had yeah. that brake. But, um, but, you know, after, after I spent more time with her and started to see her driving behaviors and see that she was really engaged when yeah. she was driving and I really... I felt I started to feel better. So yeah. I, I felt like the 50 hours and the six months was sufficient for her. Now, when my son comes in, uh, you know, he's he's a little, my daughter's very relaxed. My son's a little, little yeah. more tense. And so we'll see, he might need a little bit more practice. But yeah, the bare minimum would be 50 hours okay. of supervised practice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you mentioned when you introduced yourself, the GDL program, the Graduated Driver's Licensing. What yeah. role does that that program play in enhancing safety of teen driving? Uh, a, a huge role, yeah. actually. I mean, it's it's made a huge difference in uh, teen driving. Um, I know when I got my driver's license many, many moons ago, uh, my parents enrolled me in uh, driver's ed. Mm-hmm. I, I went to the classes. I did the supervised instruction, and they handed me my license. And my parents never once got in a car with me yeah. before I had my driver's license. And they didn't want to get in a car with me after I got it. So... <laughs> Um, but uh, I think parents play such a huge role in yeah. uh, in their child's development, um, especially on the road. So yeah. uh, I think the GDL, with with its um, steps, its graduated steps, where it introduces new new things as the driver gains more experience, um, it it has helped. I, I can't say that it's reduced crashes, but, yeah. but it may have reduced severity of crashes yeah. at least. Yeah. At least, and it's um, it seems to be helping teens uh, with their behaviors, their okay, driving behaviors. Good. Yeah. So, is it something like a curriculum? Would you compare it to like a teaching curriculum, or is it where where a parent would be like? Um, let's try parking together or let's what is that what is the what are the components of the of the graduated driver's license okay so um it it starts with in class in classroom instruction and it's i'd say it's a series of steps so um after after the permits um and they get their actual driver's license if they're 15 years old um it's it's restricted that they cannot drive after dark yeah and then um and and it recognizes that other people in the car are distractions. Um, and the data shows that uh, the more teens you have in a car, yeah. the more likely they are to get in a crash. So yeah. um, it, it holds back the allowance of additional passengers until they're 17. Um, and, you know, it... it it forces the the driver to have to gain more experience um, with fewer distractions. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, I, I know from 
I mean, it's been a long time since I took driver's mm-hmm. education back in the day. And we, I, that is not a familiar term to me. So I appreciate you explaining that. I'm sure our listeners are much more educated on this than I am. But um, are there other community resources or programs that parents can tap into to support their teens who are learning to drive? Yes, there are lots of resources out there, which is wonderful. Um, a lot of our partners in the community um, have resources available. So AAA, for example, oh, yeah. has um, has a, a kit on how to talk to your teen when they're learning to drive. Um, if you go to sad.org, the Students mm-hmm. Against Destructive mm-hmm. Decisions, they have a, a toolkit as well. Um, if you're looking for a course here in Idaho, we have the Alive at 25 program that I manage. Great. Um, yeah. That is taught by law enforcement. Um, and it's a four and a half hour course that's uh, mostly defensive driving mm-hmm. techniques. Um, very educational, free to students to attend. Um, yeah, so there are lots of resources Great. out there. In addition to like just a regular driver's ed yeah. class yeah, on top absolutely. of that. So uh-huh. this could enhance a regular driver's ed program. Yeah, Great. absolutely. Thank you. You you mentioned earlier driving with your child and how at first it was really nerve wracking, you know, because you want to press that uh, uh, pretend brake that right. isn't there. I, you know, I, I do that even with my husband when I'm driving. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have the brake. He, he needs to brake. <laughs> so earlier you said you were talking about when you were driving with your daughter and how at first it's really kind of nerve-wracking as a parent to, you know a young person who's just learning how to do this um what are some advice some constructive feedback that you could provide parents that they could give to their young teen drivers yeah. that you've lived through it and then you also as an education as an education person over promoting positive teen driving Give. Yeah. So um, if, if you go to those resources, you get those toolkits about how to talk to your kids. A lot of what will be in them is how to talk to them about um, impaired driving, which mm, you wouldn't yeah. think would be a problem because it's yeah. against the law. But um, actually, yeah. uh, nationally, almost 20 percent of our teen fatalities uh, are attributed to impairment. So okay. um, impaired driving, uh, distracted driving, what yeah. to do with your phone and how to minimize distractions. Um, Speed is a real problem with our teen drivers. So um, just having those conversations with your teen while you're not driving is, is, um, that's really important. Do it when you're not driving and and you'll both be more relaxed when you have these conversations. Um, To alleviate your stress as a parent, I would recommend um, I know a lot of of teens don't have cell phones. Or um, a lot of parents aren't comfortable tracking their teens on their cell phones, yeah. which is fine. Um, but having your teen check in with you when they arrive at their destination great. is is just a really great way to alleviate that concern yeah. that that you've got that your your kiddo didn't make it or yeah, you know. Yeah. So just have them check in when they get there, um, and then everybody feels better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about when I'm riding in the car with my teen? Yeah, that's a challenge. Well, like I see um, a mistake. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't use a turn signal or, you know, something where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. 
just try to be as supportive as you can. And I know how hard it is. Um, But uh, the more you get upset, the more it's going to upset them. And it's just going to make the whole drive worse. So staying as calm as you can and, and, you know, just gentle reminders and maybe do a debrief after your drive. That's a great idea. like, hey, how do, how do you feel that went? Um, it's going to be tough in the beginning. It's yeah. tough for everybody in the beginning. But hopefully by the end of that six months, you both feel a lot better about yeah. the drives. What about like in Idaho? I mean, we don't always get terrible winter road conditions, but every once in a while we do. Mm-hmm. Are there any tips that you have for parents? You know, because that seems to be a big worry for a lot of our parents. It's like, oh, the winter, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago we had not a lot of snow, but icy roads. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, here in the Treasure Valley, we're, yeah. not, we're not quite as bad as yeah. the rest of the state. Like, up in North Idaho, we actually offer a uh, winter driving course. Oh, that's a great um, idea. Yeah. For, well, I... And Probably I for know, adults, too. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I don't think it's necessarily just for teens. It's for a lot of people new to yeah, Idaho, too, yeah. since we have so many people moving here and yeah. they've never experienced snowy yeah. winters before. But um, when the first winter came, uh, my husband took her down to the fairgrounds, yeah. a big, wide open empty area yep. and just had her drive around and you know where it was a safe space she yeah. wasn't going to hit anything yeah. there was nothing there and just learn how to steer yeah. into the slides and and how to regain control of her car when she loses yeah. control and um I would recommend anybody do that I mean even if even if you're not a teen as an yeah. adult just just go learn how your car responds to icy roads yeah, I remember doing that with my dad. Like mm-hmm. he said, "Okay, we're going to do this," and you know, it, it helped. I mean, I <gasps> I still think of his advice sometimes. I'm like, "Okay, the roads are bad. Mm-hmm. Here's what I need to do." Yeah, right? thank exactly. you, Dad. <laughs> it sounds silly, but it is really helpful. Yeah. Well, and especially when a lot of you know when you're taking a driver's ed program, you're not a lot of kids are taken in the summer. Yeah. You know, road conditions are great. It's hot, but mm-hmm. not too not too often do we get the opportunity to give a driver's ed course or have driving in the winter. So right. that's good information to share. I really appreciate that. Yeah. In addition to like worrying about winter weather, mm-hmm. what are some other like maybe common challenges or concerns that teens face when they're learning to drive and how can parents best support them? You said cell phones a little bit earlier. Cell phones, yeah. yeah cell phones are, are big problems. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Not just in Idaho and not just yeah. with teens, but um, yeah. uh, distractions are 58% um, of the cause, or, or a cause in 58% of crashes wow. with teens. Uh, so they're, they're a big... They're a big problem. Um, as far as how to minimize cell phone issues, um, if your car is new enough that it has a Bluetooth, yeah. um, set that up. If it's not, which is, you know, a lot of cars, aren't, my car's not, yeah. but um, cell phones have uh, do not disturb mm-hmm. function on mm-hmm. them. I highly recommend yeah. setting that up. What it does is it uh, it turns off the notifications to your phone so it it doesn't become a distraction yeah. while you're driving and it automatically sends messages back to people saying hey I'm driving I'll get to you as soon yeah. as it's Great. safe to do so so just getting into the habit getting your teen into the habit of this is where my cell phone goes when I get in the car right. and I do not look at it I do not touch it or you know a lot of teens will use their cell phones for music yeah I know my daughter yeah. does set it up before you go right. just just set it and then 
In yeah. Idaho, we have the uh, hands-free yeah. law. Um, so you can you can put your cell phone on a stand or mm-hmm. or some sort of mount on your car, um, and as long as you're not holding it, it's legal. But you know you can only do one tap. Yeah. And then um, and it's still legal then. But um, set it up before you go. If you need to do something on your phone with one tap, that's, you know, that's the uh, like start navigation. Right. Click start. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then don't touch it yeah. and don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Are there other other like common maybe issues or challenges that teen drivers have that parents should maybe talk about it with their children? So speed is a huge factor with teens um, in crashes and just in general. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm stereotyping, but it's especially male teens. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. That's the the statistics, right? That's the statistic. That's what the data tells us. Male teens um, are much more aggressive drivers. Uh, There's a reason. It's fun to go fast. Yeah. Right? There's a reason their insurance goes up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's fun to go fast. Yeah. Go fast in a controlled environment yeah. is what I recommend, yeah. you know, not not on our roadways. Yeah. Slow things down and increase your following distance um, are the two best things I can recommend for teens because uh, aggressive driving is a is a real problem with, yeah. with teen drivers. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So having that conversation with your child about that and even if you have a female student even though statistically that may not be that it's a good idea to have that conversation I have a a free-spirited daughter (laughs) who who likes to go fast too so yeah yeah Yeah. what what would that conversation look like from your perspective would you tell a parent who's like I'm not sure how to have it I don't know how to talk to him about this I mean it depends on on how comfortable you are with the I mean I'm I'm comfortable with the data so I yeah. love to throw data out and yeah. and scenarios out at my kids like and my kids can regurgitate it they've heard it so much poor That's things good. but <laughs> <laughs> but um for example it takes about 4.5 seconds to read a text message yeah and if you're traveling 55 miles an hour, you've traveled the length of a football field in that time that yeah. you read a text message. That's a lot of space. You can do a lot of damage yes. when you're not looking at the road. I like to approach things with my kids with like data or scenarios yeah. or, you know, things that, that click in their head. Um, I think it, it depends on how your kids would respond. I mean, fear tactics aren't always yeah. the way to go, yeah. you know? Um, sometimes it's just... You're a smart kid. Make make smart yeah. choices. I appreciate the the visual image of the football field and four and a half. Most kids can visualize that right. and thinking about what could go wrong in that amount of time. That's a yeah. good concrete example. Yeah, a lot of presentations that I do to teens, I use that um, example, and and it usually, yes. you know, about half the class you can see is usually like, whoa, yeah, that's yeah, just to read a text message. Yeah, that's really uh, that made me stop and think too. I really appreciate that. So, um, thinking of knowing what some of the common mistakes are that teens make, cell phones, speed, um, maybe taking a little bit of risk in both of those scenarios. What are some effective ways for parents to set rules and expectations for their teen drivers? You have some common ones that you heard or recommend. Yeah, so um, so the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration recommends a contract, which I Ooh. thought was really interesting. So uh, put together a contract with your teen. These are the rules of the road. 
I agree to follow them. If I don't, I lose my driving privileges yeah. because driving is a privilege and yes. not a right. Um, and then have, you know, the parents agree to it, the teens agree to it, and then post it on the fridge or, or hang yeah. it somewhere prominent Great. so that the, the teens are reminded all the time that this is this is uh, the rules. And then um, if you want to know how your teen is driving i i recommend conversations with your teen but if you feel like you need to go one step further there are lots of there are lots of apps and also there are lots of insurance companies that will track your driving behaviors if they're hard braking or if you're speeding or if you're swerving insurance companies will usually give you a discount on your insurance too if you're willing to do this so if you're if you're concerned about your teen's driving you know you might look into something like that. Why why would you recommend discussion over maybe going to that more maybe I would say invasive. Maybe that's not the right word, but it a is more, a little invasive. Okay. I yeah. agree. I mean I, I wouldn't stray from that yeah. word. Um I I think it's just um in the Office of Highway Safety we try to take a, a really positive approach yeah. to driving because we we recognize that most people make really good choices yeah. when they're driving. Eighty eight almost eighty eight percent of Idahoans wear their seatbelt every time yeah. they drive. That's and, great. and that's a really great number. It's yeah. the highest we've ever seen. People are making better choices when they're driving. Um and I think we should include teens in yeah. that. And and so I think, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt to start with, um, just having the conversation with them, giving them the opportunity to make good choices, I think is is a really um, a better way to start than I, I just feel like you're starting off on the wrong foot if you're like, OK, I'm going to. I'm going to trap you. Yeah. yeah. But but then again, you know, it depends on the teen and you know yeah. your teen better than I do. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it might be a, a resource should a contract not happen right. in the way that you wanted to go. Right. Yeah. yeah. A violation or something mm-hmm. like that. Are there other supports or guidance that you would give parents like, you know, my teen has their license. They've been through their education. They're practicing now. They have the license. They've done their hours. Is there a way to continue to support their children learning? I mean, I would go back to, I mentioned Alive at 25 earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that is, it's just one of the best resources we have in Idaho. And I should mention also that prosecutors and law enforcement look so favorably on Alive at 25 that should your student or your child make a, a poor choice on the road and end up with a citation, um, taking the Alive at 25 course, prosecutors will often dismiss that first citation. Oh, that's good to know. Um, to, to keep their clean driving record. Yeah. Like, a, okay, this is your one chance. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's how favorably Alive at 25 is looked on. Um, it's all about um, defensive driving tactics yeah. for young drivers. So, yeah. like, you, once you reach the age of 25, you're not eligible to take it. Yeah. So, it's, it's designed to target young drivers. So I think that would be the the biggest resource I could offer parents um, in supporting their their child if they feel like their child needs more training or or anything. Um, But as far as what they can do themselves is be the best role model they can possibly be for for their drivers. So 
interesting study shows that as soon as you turn your child's car seat around and they are forward facing, as young as two years old, they start picking up on driving behaviors. They, oh, wow. They're watching everything you do. You, If you're on your phone while you're driving, they're going to think that's normal. Yeah. You have to demonstrate to your children and your teens, your young yeah. drivers, um, by putting your cell phone away, by wearing your seatbelt each and every time you yeah. get behind the wheel of a car, um, by not speeding, by not running red lights, by not tailgating, and by making sure you plan for a sober ride home. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. so, you know, we all know, we've, we've always said, the you know, walk, your talk, mm-hmm. you live, your the best teacher is is right in front of you your experiences and so that's a great way to remind all of us to be make sure that we're as adults are modeling appropriate behavior when we're behind the wheel absolutely absolutely the best thing you can do for your for your young driver is be the yeah. best role model yeah yeah so we've talked a lot about what parents can do to help support their children um, as they're learning to drive resources that are available you know some of the common challenges that young people face is there something that maybe I didn't ask or that I should have or something like your last words and for advice for parents oh, my young last drivers words. so I should mention that I manage the teen driver safety program and I also manage the occupant protection program okay. I am more passionate about seatbelts then good for you I mean, this is a whole nother day i could talk yeah. about seatbelts for a, an entire podcast for you yeah. but um but give it a plug now yes it's important. absolutely i want to okay so most crashes happen within five miles of your home mm-hmm. so even if you're traveling a short distance always put your seatbelt on you are 50 percent more likely to survive a crash yeah. if you Wear your seatbelt. In 2021, we lost 14 teen drivers, and seven of them didn't wear their seatbelt. So, I mean... If we look at the data, that's that's four teens. Four additional teens we could have saved yeah. if they'd just worn their seatbelts. Yeah. So that's I just had to get my big plug in Good. there for seatbelts. It's important. <laughs> Absolutely. The data tells yeah. us to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Great. Thank you so much for being here Thank today. Thank you. I really appreciate the advice, and I, I appreciate the suggestion for this topic. It wasn't on our list of, of topics, and I'm glad that we did this today because it is something that we... Most of our kids, especially in Idaho, get a driver's license. Tr- public transportation isn't a common thing, especially out here in CUNA. Yeah. So kids are driving places that they need to go. Um, so thank you so much for the information um, you shared and for helping all of us, our moms and dads and our young people by giving the really helpful information you shared today. Um, and also thank you to our listeners for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes, please feel free to reach out. Thank you to our amazing podcast producers. Yay! Allison Westfall and Troy Stevens. They're the best. Until next time, stay curious, stay connected, and remember, together we can. <laughs>